Good morning. Happy Father's Day, dads. So nice to see you all here today. Um, as Diane mentioned, my name is Kate Sioni, and I serve as the coordinator of children's ministry on the Ascension Parish team. Um, I've stood in this spot as a, a coordinator of children's ministry before, um, also on occasion as a lector, but today I come to you as a mom. Do you remember the commercial from the 80s and 90s where Tom Bodette, the CEO of Motel 6, would say, we'll leave the light on for you? Just that phrase creates such great imagery for me of safety and comfort. It creates a nostalgic tie to when we were younger and our parents left the front porch light on for us when we came home late at night. Perhaps it reminds you of a long day of traveling if your family is far away and you finally reach home and the lights are on welcoming you back. For my own kids, it means they feel safe upstairs in bed after they've been tucked in and on Halloween, it means that house is giving candy. But for me, the sanctuary light has always brought this kind of comfort. I remember many years ago when I was young, one of the nuns at school taught us that no matter the day or time, if Jesus in the form of the Eucharist was in the tabernacle, that special red light would be on. And I have such vivid memories of checking to see every time we went to mass or stopped by church for some reason or another, wondering if ever it might not be lit. I'm sure I was secretly hoping for a glitch in the system or something, you know how kids do. But, spoiler alert, he was always there. The light was always on. It wasn't until many years later when I understood the meaning of the true presence of Jesus in the form of the Eucharist that I was able to feel really the significance of that light. We're in week three of our message series on the Mass titled Source and Summit. The Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life because the body of Christ is the source of, through which Christian life flows. And that living bread we receive is the summit to which Christian life is directed. As parents, we have the great responsibility of establishing traditions and deciding what becomes a priority while our kids are still young. My husband Joe and I live in Maynard with our three young sons, and we've been worshiping here at Ascension for close to eight years. When we were married 14 years ago, we took a vow to accept children lovingly from God and bring them up according to the laws of Christ and his church. Those words, they seemed so easy when we stood there so long ago. We had both been raised in Catholic families. We spent many hours serving as altar servers, choir members, youth group participants, and we both even had the privilege of attending parochial schools. Living in a world filled with faith just came so naturally to both of us. And so we felt armed and ready to raise the next generation of little cherubs. How hard could that be? <laughs> exactly. So flash forward to today, and here we are, parents living at a time where it often feels difficult to bridge the gap when we try to connect our Catholic values to everyday living. In many ways, the culture today is just so vastly different from previous generations. We're faced with living alongside and having great relationships with families we love so much, but they don't attend church. We turn down opportunities for sports teams with Sunday morning commitments, and we have to sometimes say no to fun events that happen during mass time. The list goes on. But in choosing to be actively involved in the church, this community has helped reinforce our faith, our family, and our marriage in so many ways 
By listening to and following the Word of God, we have been able to teach our kids how to embrace the good things in our world and show them how intentionally giving of ourselves is to be more like Christ. For so long in those foggy newborn days, we had very little sleep, we had wiggly toddlers, and a short attention span of my own. The idea of attending Mass, something that always came so naturally to us, became surprisingly challenging. I found myself edgy, anxious, and even fearful of the side-eye that I might get from someone in the pew near us. You know, everyone says, no one minds a crying baby. But when you're in it, it feels like everyone minds a crying baby. All of these emotions were piled on top of the effort I continuously put into packing the church luggage. You know what I mean, parents? That bag you bring each week with the books and the toys and the snacks, and you painstakingly decide which foods get the green light as church foods because they're not too sticky or too crunchy or have that horrible cheese orange powder. I even went through a phase where I removed batteries from favorite toys so that the horn on the bus would not go beep, beep, beep during the homily. All of this effort just brought me to a place where I found myself looking for reasons to skip Mass. For so long, church had been a place to come home to, a welcoming place where I laid my troubles down, a table at which I could feed my hungry soul and find replenishment for the upcoming week. But for me, in that chapter, it felt like a burden. I was so busy worrying about disrupting others that I wasn't able to pay attention to the beautiful miracle in front of my eyes. Why were we wasting our time? I began to realize that for me, that light was dimming. There's a famous poem that's found written on the wall of a home for children in Calcutta, India. The words were written by St. Teresa for the children who lived there. Towards the end of the poem, she writes, give the best you have, and it will never be enough. But give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it's between you and God. I don't remember how old the boys were or when it happened, but there was this one day that sticks out in my mind where Joe said, in my chaos of stressful church prep, Kate, stop. What would happen if today we just went? Just us and the boys, no bags, no stuff. Worst case scenario, today's the day we just walk out, we leave. And I was like, okay, maybe he's right. Maybe I've been so busy entertaining my kids trying to beat them to the punch, so to speak, that I never even gave them a chance to just be. I never gave them the benefit of the doubt or any room to be present here at Mass. So we decided to give it our best, and if it all unraveled, well, like Mother Teresa said, it would be between us and God, and maybe Father Gerald, depending on how it went. But I truly believe that that day was an important step on our path to a better life through Jesus Christ. Over the years, there have been times when one of us did walk out, but in the consistency of walking right back in, our kids finally learned that sitting for an hour, looking at the incredible imagery and listening to the beautiful music, was something that they could not only do, but enjoy. Surely, but Slowly but surely, Joe and I started to trust that it was safe to focus our attention back on the liturgy, and even better, our kids were hearing what we were hearing, we could initiate better conversations at home about things like scripture 
and the Beautiful Message series. I recently read a Facebook post from a mom who was reflecting on her own experience with bringing kids to church. She wrote so eloquently about the fact that coming to Mass will never make her kids perfect, and she reiterated the reality that there may come a day when they even refuse to go. But she goes on to say that regular Mass attendance has created a safety net like no other for her family. And I want my kids to know that the gift of God's grace, it is free for all of us to take. The greatest miracle of the Eucharist is available to all of us and to them anytime. Inevitably, they will stumble, but when they mess up and when they fall short, which of course they will, I want them to know just who to run to. They know that along with their dad and I, Jesus will never forsake them, no matter how big or small their mistakes might be. For our family, being a part of this parish has been so much more than scheduling faith formation classes and attending Sunday Mass. Our choice to be here and to make Mass a priority has helped us remember that when we are lost or find ourselves in the dark, that light will always be on. How will you keep your light on too? Thank you.